Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The views expressed on this program are not necessarily the views of this station. Do not use the show's content as the basis for any investment decisions. Instead, consult a financial advisor or conduct your own due diligence. Calls are pre-screened and the show was pre-recorded earlier this week. Rick Edelman is an investment advisor representative of Edelman Financial Services, a registered investment advisor which furnishes this program and also a registered principal of EF Legacy Securities, an affiliated broker-dealer member FINRA SIPC. This is the Rick Edelman Show. Now... Here's Rick Edelman. Welcome to the Rick Edelman Show and a very happy weekend to you unless you own Facebook. The stock dropped this week nearly 20%. So I got to ask you the question, do you own shares of Facebook? We're so sorry. What's the matter? What you crying for? Cry. Oh, I hate to see little clowns cry. Stop crying like a little girl. I wasn't crying like a little girl. Inside that man's body is a little child calling out for help. Help me, help me. Sad. That's the saddest thing I've ever seen in my life, y'all. That's a shame. Oh, poor you. Well, I got just the thing to cheer you up. A computer. You know, it's really hard to find a limit to all the music that can convey just how bad things have been for Facebook the past several days, ever since Mark Zuckerberg and his chief financial officer held a, a conference call with uh, stock analysts on Wall Street, saying that although a third of the world's population now uses Facebook, two and a half billion people, I don't think there's two and a half billion people on this planet doing anything in sync. Except for, I guess, Facebook. And despite that, they said the growth of the company is not going to continue at the blistering pace of the past and their expenses are going to continue to skyrocket. And the result was that by Thursday afternoon, Mark Zuckerberg's personal net worth had fallen by $20 billion, causing him to save... All right, so I guess we don't have to shed too many tears for Mark Zuckerberg, but I'm wondering about you if you personally own shares of Facebook. I've got to ask you the question, why are you doing that? You've heard of the FANG stocks, right? F-A-A-N-G, that's Facebook, Amazon, Apple, Netflix, and Google, although technically Google is alphabet now, but FANA didn't sound as good as FANG, so they call it FANG. Do you own the individual stocks? Why? I mean, yeah, these are the high-flying tech stocks of the marketplace for the past few years, and 
but you have to recognize that owning individual stocks can cause you to suffer from what is known as asystematic risk. Yeah, asystematic risk. In other words, the risk of investing in an individual security. That at the very moment on Thursday, when Facebook stock was dropping 20% in value, the Dow Jones Industrial Average was up over 100 points. That's the difference between owning an individual stock and owning a basket of stocks. And the Dow, by the way, is only a basket of 30 stocks. The S&P 500 is, you guessed it, a basket of 500 stocks. And then you have other indexes that encompass even larger numbers of stocks than that. When you own an individual stock, any one thing can happen to you. So I've just got to ask you, where are you getting the recommendation? Are you getting the advice from a broker? or stock jockey market timing picker that's flashing across a TV screen near you telling you to buy an individual stock, you got to just ask yourself the question. Should we or should we not follow the advice of the galactically stupid? I mean, it's real. we're talking about your life savings here. And do you really want to say to your 16-year-old, sorry, you can't go to college, but we load it up on Facebook? I mean, 20% decline, this is just horrific. And it's causing downright panic in the streets. Remain calm. All is well. All is well. Well, yeah, everything is doing just dandy in the overall economy, but not when it comes to necessarily the fames and fortunes of an individual security. This is why the message that you hear from us constantly on this radio show, throughout all of the books that I've written, all the seminars that we present, all the episodes of my TV show on public television and the specials we produce for public television, is, you know what it is, it's diversification. When you have a highly diversified portfolio, you've got a basket of securities. It's, you know, the way we do it in our kinds of portfolios we provide to our clients, we'll have thousands of securities from dozens of countries in the portfolio. So, so what if one of them does poorly? But on the other hand, if you highly concentrate your investments into a few narrow stocks, all of which, by the way, may be in the same sector of the market, like technology, you might find yourself saying this. It's like I picked the wrong week to quit smoking. Picked the wrong week to quit drinking. It's like I picked the wrong week to quit amphetamines. Picked the wrong week to quit sniffing blue. I mean, we really got to make sure we're not setting ourselves up for failure. It's not just the return on your money that should be top of mind for you. It should be the return of your money. And we need to make sure that you're doing it in a correct, effective way. Why is it that you're choosing the investments that you are choosing? Is it because you are designing them to achieve long-term financial goals? Or is it because someone has convinced you, persuaded you, manipulated you into thinking you can get rich quick? Wow, look at the fabulous profits that this stock has produced recently over the past couple of days, couple of weeks, couple of months, couple of quarters, maybe even couple of years. And you believe that past performance predicts the future, and because it did well in the past, you're going to load up on it now, just in time for it to... Because from my perspective, if you're going to own individual stocks and gamble your life savings on that... You'll be and you've got to recognize that that is how you can create failure. Do me a favor. 
focus on diversification. If you have a lot of money in a single stock, Facebook or otherwise, call us at 888-PLAN-RICK and get the advice you so sorely need. All right, enough of Wall Street. Let's transition over to Capitol Hill. There's a lot of news coming out of Congress, a lot of bills pending legislation that are going to directly impact your personal finances, and I'm not going to tell you anything about any of it. Oh, okay, you're wondering why am I starting a show by talking about what we're not going to talk about. It's real simple. There's a lot of really nifty legislation. The reason I don't want to go into a huge amount of detail is that they're merely bills introduced into Congress. And there's lots of bills that get introduced in, into Congress. The media has been flooding themselves with coverage of these news stories. The problem is many of these bills never get passed into law. And in the meantime, all it does is confuse consumers and investors who don't understand the difference between the laws that currently stands versus proposals that are being contemplated. And people start to question whether they should change their strategy based on something that hasn't really occurred yet. So trust me, when the law is in fact signed, I will tell you what it means for you and what you ought to do about it strategy-wise. But I got to admit, these new proposals in many cases are pretty nifty. They're certainly very impactful. They would expand access to workplace retirement plans. They would expand automatic enrollment, automatic escalation. They would facilitate emergency savings. They would encourage people to save their tax refunds. Even one of the bills creates a private sector version of the federal thrift savings plan, which is the retirement program available to federal employees. Will any of this stuff... Meet the light of day? I don't know. We'll find out. I'll keep you posted. I've got some really exciting news when we come back here on the program about our coalition funding our future, the work we're doing to help make it better and easier for you to achieve retirement security. So stay tuned for that, plus lots of telephone calls here on The Rick Edelman Show. 888-PLAN-RICK, online at ricedelman.com. That's 888 6742 rickedelman.com stay with us learn how to diversify your investments try rick's free guide to portfolio selection at rickedelman.com Welcome back to the program. Rick Edelman here, Triple Eight Plan Rick. All right, just got a phone call from someone who owns Facebook. They didn't appreciate my comments. Here's what they said. It's not that funny, is it? It's not that funny, is it? Well, I don't know. Actually, I think it's pretty funny. We had a very exciting week regarding our effort to improve retirement security for Americans nationwide. You know that we have formed the Funding Our Future coalition in conjunction with the Bipartisan Policy Center. And this was the big kickoff week for our coalition efforts. The momentum is huge. It's far exceeding my expectations. I'm really excited about it. And I think you'll be pleased to hear this as well. The statistics, as you know, are really troubling. 44% of baby boomers and Gen Xers are at risk of running short of money in retirement. 44%, nearly half of America's retirees and pre-retirees face the risk of running out of money before they die. And you probably realize this, and and there's no question that retirement security is the number one financial 
issue and concern that Americans have. And part of the reason that so many Americans are not saving sufficiently for retirement is that more than a third of the American workforce, those in the private sector, more than a third, it's 40 million people, don't have access to a retirement plan at work. Their boss doesn't offer one. And, well, if your boss doesn't offer a retirement plan, that means you're on your own to go build one. And the only thing you can do is an IRA. And there you can only put in, for most folks, $5,000 a year. In a workplace retirement plan, the boss encourages you to set up the account. It's, they shove the paperwork at you the day you're on the job. They automatically debit part of your paycheck, whether you think about it or not. Many employers add money on your benefit, and the result is you can add much more to your savings, 10 or 15% of your pay on an annual basis, not merely a $5,000 contribution that you've got to go take the initiative to establish and set up and invest in, choosing the investment advisor, choosing the investments themselves. You can imagine why most folks who don't have a retirement plan at work end up with nothing in retirement savings. And so we are resulting in a situation where millions of Americans are facing the prospect of retirement years without sufficient money. And that is why uh, I have worked to establish with the Bipartisan Policy Center, a major think tank in Washington, D.C., a new campaign called Funding Our Future. And we're very excited that we had our kickoff after about a year of planning. You've heard some of the prelude about it here on the program. Uh, But this past week, uh, Jason Grumet, the president of the BPC, and I co-authored an op-ed that appeared this week in Roll Call. Roll Call is a major publication devoted to Capitol Hill. It's read by, written for legislators and their staffs uh, in Washington, D.C. And the uh, title of the op-ed we wrote was called Note to Millennials, What I Wish I Had Known Then About Saving for the Future, with the subhead focusing only on the crisis of today worsens the crises of tomorrow. And it was a a plea to millennials to start paying attention to your long-term retirement security. And uh, we were very excited that Roll Call published the op-ed just the day before we launched our campaign, which we did on Tuesday of this past week. We have been spending the past several months looking for others to join our coalition. You can do that by going to the fundingourfuture.us website. You can sign up and participate. But we have now been joined by dozens of other organizations who are equally concerned with the state of retirement readiness in America. In just the past several months, here are the organizations that have joined us. The Charles Schwab Foundation, TD Ameritrade, Fidelity, MetLife, Orion, Prudential, USAA, TIAA, the American Action Forum, the American College of Financial Services, the Aspen Institute's Financial Security Program, the Center on Budget and Policy Priorities, the Center for Retirement Research at Boston College, the Committee for a Responsible Federal Budget, Commonwealth, the Concord Coalition, the Economic Policy Institute, the Employee Benefit Research Institute, the National Association of Retirement Plan Participants, Prosperity Now, the Stanford Center on Longevity, Third Way, Unidos U.S., the Women's Institute for a Secure Retirement, the American Benefits Council, the American Council of Life Insurers, 
the Defined Contribution Institutional Investment Association, and Loring Ward. All of these organizations have become executive corporate associate or educational partners of the Funding Our Future Coalition. We're very, very excited that so many of these groups who have devoted their existence to improving retirement readiness have come together. So we all met on Tuesday at BPC's headquarters in Washington, D.C. This was the first time, Jason Grumet said, the president of BPC, it was the first time that all of these groups came together in one place at one time for one purpose. It was very exciting. The, uh, the electricity in the room was palpable. All of these groups have different perspectives, of course, different focus on the issues associated with retirement security, but we're all recognizing that we're all in this together with the goal of making it easier for Americans to save, helping it make it easier for people to generate income they can't outlive, and helping to secure the Social Security system for generations to come. And one of the themes that came out of it was really rather cute. It's not cool. You know, it's not cool that Congress has not done more from a policy perspective to foster retirement security in America. It's not cool that more than half of the employers in America have not established workplace retirement plans for their employees. It's not cool that consumers around the country have not done a better job themselves of saving for their futures. And you know what? It's just not cool, and we're not going to tolerate it anymore. So we're going to continue with our grassroots awareness and education campaign with the development of policy proposals to help resolve these issues, to make it better and easier for you and me and our children and grandchildren to achieve retirement security. So you can learn more about what we're doing at Funding Our Future.us. I'm very excited that we have generated such a, a, a large amount of support so early on. It never occurred to me that we would have achieved this level of attention and success so fast. And it just is a demonstration that we are all really concerned about retirement readiness. And it's been my honor to be able to be one of the pieces of inspiration in getting this to come to fruition. I'm just really grateful to the Bipartisan Policy Center for helping to make all this happen. Now, you might be wondering, why am I bothering? First of all, why am I devoting so much airtime here on The Rick Edelman Show to talking about this big, broad policy issue, as opposed to you know the immediate pocketbook issues like we just talked about earlier of credit scores and bouncing checks? It's because we are devoted entirely to your financial future. That's what financial planning is all about. That's what the financial education focus of Edelman Financial was ever since Gene and I created the firm 32 years ago. And if we don't fix this for the nation, I mean, I I know that our clients, by definition of being financial planning clients, not just that they're our clients, that they're, they're folks who are paying attention to their personal finances and have gone to the trouble of hiring a financial advisor, in this case happens to be us, they're more affluent than the average American. And they're working really hard to save for their families, for their futures, and they're being dutiful with their estate planning and their college planning and their retirement planning and their financial planning. And that's great. And, and, and chances are you are too. As a listener to this program, you are naturally interested in the subject of personal finances, more so than the ordinary average American who's probably right now watching TV or paying attention to sports or outside gardening or who knows what. So why is this matter to you? Why am I focusing on this? Because we're all in this together. If we have millions of Americans reaching retirement without sufficient retirement savings, then there are going to be massive calls for the government 
to provide the economic support for them that they have not provided for themselves. And that means huge drain on the federal budget. It means likelihood of massive tax increases. Uh, and the situation only exacerbates as the population grows and lives longer than ever and so on. So I think if, out of motivated self-interest, it's in your best interest, it's in my best interest to solve the problem for the nation, not merely to provide a panacea for others and simply take the attitude, oh, it's their problem, not mine. I think we're all in this together. I think we'll have a dramatic and direct impact, and that's why I'm doing this. I think it matters and is of direct value to you and to me, whether you're wealthy or whether you simply want to be wealthy. And that's what I think is so important. We can't just look at this focusing on our own selves, our own motivated self-interest. We have to recognize that we are one nation under God, indivisible, and the goal is to provide liberty for all. I'm Rick Edelman. Check out our coalition's website, fundingourfuture.us. This is The Truth About Money. Call us at 888-PLAN-RICK. That's 888-752-6742. And let us help you like we've helped so many folks just like you all around the country. I'm Rick Edelman. This is The Truth About Money. More with the author of the number one bestseller, Rescue Your Money, coming up on The Rick Edelman Show. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Welcome back to the Rick Edelman Show. Triple H Plan Rick for your financial questions online at ricestellman.com. You know, if you have trouble reaching us, well, we'll make it easy to reach you. Go to our website at rickedelman.com. At the top of the page, you'll see a red button, Schedule a Call. And it's real nifty, real simple, real easy. You click that button and you tell us the day and time you want us to call you. So no phone tag, no voicemails, real simple and easy. We'll work around your schedule because, quite frankly, personal finance ought to be fun, not, uh, not a chore. So go to rickedelman.com, ricedelman.com, and click that button, schedule a call. 
We're heading now off to Massachusetts to talk with Sally. How are you doing, Sally? You're on the air. I'm great, Rick. Thank you. How are you? Doing terrific, thanks. How can I help? Great. Well, my situation might be a little unusual, but I'm not sure. I, I married a man that is 17 years older than me. He's currently 73, and I just turned 56. Wild guess. Is this a second <laughs> marriage? What's that? Is this a second marriage? It's my first marriage. It's his third marriage. His third. Okay. And the reason I ask is that in second marriages, and this, you're qualified because one of you is in a second marriage, or in this case, third, the national average uh, of age dispersion is 12 years. Wow. So, so the fact that he's 17 years older than you is really not all that uncommon or, or unusual. So, Good. Yeah. So will you, Good. because you began by saying this is really weird, no, it's not. <laughs> so. I, I've been listening to your show for something that addresses this, and I haven't um, haven't heard anything, so hopefully this will help other people as well. Um, so he just retired in December, mm-hmm. and our plan is for me to, to retire when I'm 60. Mm-hmm. Um, you'll, you'll be, that's four years. He'll be 77. Yes, and I want to do everything. My goal is to make sure he enjoys his retirement years. He's mm-hmm. been a laborer. Um, his whole life, he's worked really, really hard up until this past December. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm not really sure how to go about this with um, our financial situation, what would be best. Basically, I want to get him to you know, travel. He wants to do a lot of traveling. With you or without you? <laughs> with me, of course. Uh, well, I mean, but, I mean, you're still working. So I mean, I do you want him to wait four years to begin his travel, or do you want him to start traveling now and you catch up no, later? No, we've, we've started traveling now but um it, there'll be more traveling when Later. i am free i'm i i will still work but something part-time and something fun got it um that will give me some flexibility to take off and go to florida for two or three months in the winter if, if that's what he wants got it and so really the question is economically can you afford to retire in four years yeah and do all that and so here's here's the ironic Thing. I mentioned that the, the national average, the age disparity, uh, is 12 years in second marriages. And, and regardless of, of that, very commonly, when there is an age difference, uh, and there normally is, it's pretty rare for people to be married at exactly the same ages, um, usually somebody's older than the other, if only by a year or two, it's typically mm-hmm. in America, the husband's older than the wife, which means typically the husband retires first because he reaches retirement age sooner than the wife does and that's weird and and yours is a little bit of an extreme case of the 17 year age difference but here's the problem statistically women outlive men which means that uh if you retire at 60 which is sooner than a normal retirement age it's sooner than the full retirement age for social security benefits for Mm -hmm. example that doesn't come till 66 and many women are earning less than men, partly because that's what corporate America does to women, uh, hor- horrifically, but also because women spend less time in the workforce. They, in many cases, stay at home to raise kids, or they reduce their workload to care for aging parents, or other issues. So women are contributing less to retirement accounts. They have less saved, partly because of all these reasons. And then they retire years earlier. I mean, he's benefiting from 73 years in the workforce. You are stopping at 60. And so you end up with not as much money. And then on top of it all, you're going to live longer than him, meaning you need more money than him. And so so in other words, you need, here's my message to women, stop marrying older men. You need to start (laughs) marrying younger men. 
That's right. That's the key. And yeah, that's anyway, no, nobody follows that advice. Certainly my wife didn't. And so, um, although it's only one year for us, uh, dispersion. So my point to you is we need to work really carefully because it's highly likely, just statistically, 80% of the time women, uh, wives outlive their husbands, chances are you will outlive yours and you will be very much younger. You know, if he lives to his normal retirement or, or normal life expectancy, you will be a lot younger simply because mm -hmm. of the 17-year difference. So right. we need to make sure you're okay financially. So we need to look at his financials, meaning life insurance on him. You know, does he have a life insurance policy? Yes. And we need to look at the amount of that policy. Do you know offhand how much it is? I believe it's about three hundred thousand. About $300,000. Sounds like a lot of money, huh? Yeah. Yeah, you know what's going to produce three hundred grand is going to produce uh, not much money at all. It's going to produce right. about $1,000 a month. Okay. Did you realize that? No. Yeah. <laughs> Doesn't sound like a lot anymore, does it? No. So no. it sounds like your husband might be underinsured, and now it depends on how much other assets and resources you've got. We can't tackle the whole financial planning process here on the radio, but this is what we got to do. We got to take a look at how much money he's got, how much money you've got, how much in Social Security benefits he's going to get, how much you're going to receive. You may actually receive a higher benefit as his spouse than from your own working career. So we've got to look right. at that as well. And we've got to decide when are you going to start your benefits because you might benefit by being the spouse of him as opposed to your own work employment history with Social Security, we got to look at that. And then we've got to figure out how much money are you two spending Ooh, on a monthly okay. basis and to figure out if all the savings and investments and uh, income resources are sufficient to produce the income you need to meet all of those expenses and projecting all of this, all of this, based on your life expectancy, not his. That's a lot. For you, but not for me. I mean, because we do this all the time. And so uh, so I'm really glad you called. And this is really important. You're, you began by saying this could be helpful to a lot of other people. You're absolutely right. This is going to be very helpful to half my audience. Uh, mm -hmm. The men aren't going to care about this because they're, they're, they're the ones who die. You, you know, you know, <laughs> death solves lots of problems. It's the survivors who have the issue. So I'm really glad you raised this. So the message is for women who are in a relationship with someone, what is the likelihood you will outlive the other one? Because the more likely you will outlive your partner or spouse, the more important it is we look at your financial security post-death of the spouse or partner. Okay. So we have offices in Massachusetts, and you're a perfect candidate, along with your husband, to sit down with us. And let's go through all of this in detail. It might seem a lot to you and a little bit intimidating, a little bit frustrating, but I assure you it's not nearly as scary or is difficult, okay. and we can map it out for you to say, okay, we may shock you and surprise you, Sally, by saying, guess what? You can retire right now. Ooh, that would be nice. Really? So don't, that's, yeah. that's not out of the equation. Often we shock our clients by telling them what good shape they're in financially, and they can retire sooner, or they can make other adjustments in their lifestyle or, or circumstances that can help them to achieve their goals sooner than they ever thought they could. Uh, and okay. for you guys, the clock is indeed ticking because he's 17 year head start on you. Right. So I, I think you would agree. We ideal if you didn't have to wait four years to join him. Yeah. Yeah. So that let's, would be perfect. Yeah. So let's let's uh, work on that. So sounds great. Yeah. So um, give us a call at the same phone number you dialed today, triple eight plan rec, and okay. we'll get you set up with one of my colleagues uh, in uh, New England, and we'll uh, take care of this for you. Fabulous. Okay. That sounds great.
Thank you so much, Rick. You're very welcome, Sally. Thank you so much for calling. I'm Rick Edelman. This is The Truth About Money. Yeah, it might be new for you, not new for us. You know, this this raises a really fascinating study uh, that came out recently by uh, a research paper by a professor at Harvard Medical School that said that husbands and wives tend to retire at the same time, but that wives tend to be two to three years younger than their husbands, which means they're retiring two to three years earlier. And the study said that women, because they live longer, they need financially to retire at ages older than men, which is exactly what we've just been talking about. The study, of course, completely ignores behavioral finance. The author would seem to be scratching his head saying, why are women doing this so foolishly? Well, Sally explained why. It was very clear. Her husband is 17 years older, and Sally wants to enjoy his retirement years before it's too late. It makes perfect sense. Sally is smarter than these professors at Harvard Medical School. In other words, it's emotions that are guiding our decision-making. It's not rational, but we are not rational creatures. We are emotional creatures, and we apply metrics that are not necessarily economically efficient because there's more to life than money, right? As my wife Jean loves to say, personal finance is more personal than finance. But in some ways, although Sally gets it right and is looking at this correctly, sometimes our emotions actually get in our way as opposed to being beneficial. And it's possible that your emotions are getting in the way of your ability to make good investment Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. So I want you to come to our new seminar, Mind Over Money. It's a new, fun, and entertaining and highly informative seminar that will teach you how our brains are actually designed to trick us into making bad financial decisions that can cost us money. You'll learn the science behind your emotions and, most importantly, the simple steps you can take to help you manage your money more confidently to make better financial and investment decisions. It's $15 a person, $25 a couple. You can get the full seminar schedule online at rickedelman.com. That's ricedelman.com or by calling 888-PLAN-RICK. Learn how to put your emotions to your benefit. More of your calls when we come back.
For more information on what you need to do now, go to rickedelman.com. That's rickedelman.com. We're continuing with our telephone calls here on the Rick Edelman Show. Off to Lakeland, Florida. Linda, you're on the air. How are you? Hi, how are you? Doing fabulous. Thank you very much. What can I do for you? Uh, I'm a nurse. I'm currently working. I just wanted to know on my um, retirement plans and all. Mm-hmm. I'm a new real estate investor, mm-hmm. and I would want to know how I would be able to make use of our money. The existing one is the 401k, and I needed to know if I can... Um, do anything to put it all together. I have Coron 3B and uh, as well as uh, Roth IRA from my old job. And you want to take all of these retirement accounts and move them uh, into a way so you can buy real estate with that money. Is that right? Yes, that's what I plan. Yes. Okay. Don't do that. And let me explain why. Yeah, don't do that. Um, Let me give you the details. First of all, thank you so much for being a nurse. We're thrilled that you are. I'll mention uh, what we do for nurses in a moment here on the program. So if you're a nurse or if you're married to a nurse or there's family members a nurse, stay tuned for what I'm about to say. But for Linda, here's the deal. Uh, you can, it is possible to take your retirement accounts, 401k, 403b, uh, thrift savings plan, IRAs, and consolidate all of them into a single IRA account. It is possible to do that. That's called IRA rollover, when you roll over the money from different accounts into a single IRA account. There are some custodians who will allow you to purchase real estate with that money. But there are two problems when you do this. The first problem is that these custodians charge 1.5% a year as a custodial fee. That's uh, a pretty significant IRA expense. Uh, second, it's very difficult to deal with the IRS rules for required distributions when you own real estate in the IRA account. For example, when you reach age 70 and a half, the IRS says you must begin to make withdrawals from the account. Well, if you own real estate and you have to make a withdrawal, according to the IRS, of a certain percentage of the account value... Uh, how are you going to do that? You can't sell the bedroom. You know, you, you can always sell a few shares out of a mutual fund, but you can't sell part of a house or part of an apartment building. So it makes it very right. difficult to comply with the IRS rules. And the penalties for failure to comply are massive, a 50% penalty, 5-0, 50% penalty on wow. what you're supposed to withdraw and didn't. So that that's one big issue. The second related element to this is that One of the major benefits of investing in real estate are the tax benefits, depreciation and amortization. You lose those benefits when you buy real estate inside of an IRA, which dramatically reduces the net profitability of the strategy. Related to this, you would have to buy the real estate for cash. You cannot get a mortgage on a property that is owned by your IRA because IRAs are not allowed to engage in leverage. So... Uh, that severely restricts you as well. And finally, from another tax problem, when you have 
profits in an IRA, those profits are taxed at ordinary tax rates. You don't get capital gains tax rates. So not only do you lose the amortization and depreciation, you lose the capital gain benefit. So for all of these reasons, buying real estate, investment real estate inside an IRA, not a really good idea. Oh, wow. That's great. That's really great to know because I was hoping to do like this, a security something IRA or what is that when you're doing a personal, being a, uh, having a, your own business? I forgot the term that they say that uh, the IRA, you, you roll it over. Uh, uh, well, a self-directed IRA, is that what you're referring to? Self-directed, thank yeah. you. So, yeah, so you're allowed to create a self-directed IRA, but for all the reasons I described, it's really not a great idea. And one final caveat, oh, just yeah. in case, I don't think that you were thinking this, but I want to mention it in case others were. If you use the money in your IRA to buy a house that you then live in, that is called a prohibited transaction. You are not allowed to use the IRA for anything that would provide personal benefit to yourself. It has to be a genuine arm's length transaction uh, that cannot involve personal gain or benefit, or you violate the entire IRA rules, the entire IRA will be nullified, all of the money will be considered taxable income and subject to a 10% penalty if you're under age 59 and a half. So make sure that if you do yeah. proceed in this, that you don't uh, do this with you know, a personal residence. It has to be investment property. So for all those reasons, Linda, yeah. my message to you is go find the money elsewhere for investing in real estate. All right. That's all that I needed to know so let me now mention, Linda, the thing about nurses. I'm so excited that you're a nurse, and uh, thank you so much for the service that you've dedicated your career to on behalf of all of your patients. We love nurses. Gene uh, and I are huge fans of nurses, and so at Edelman Financial, we've established uh, a program for nurses because just so many nurses are not doing a really great job with their own personal finances. It sounds like, Linda, you are, to your credit, but a lot of your colleagues are not because nurses, by definition, devote their careers to helping and caring for others, often to their own detriment. You know, it's the cobbler without shoes syndrome. So we offer at Edelman Financial free financial planning services for nurses, and we do this for every nurse nationwide. So if you're a nurse... If you're married to a nurse, if there's a nurse in your family, you simply call us at 888 and you say, hey, I'm a nurse, and we will provide you the same financial planning services we provide to everybody else. Our clients typically pay $800 for the financial plan that we produce, but we waive that fee for nurses. It's our way of saying thank you to you for the work that you do on behalf of patients all across the country. So uh, we invite you to take advantage of that anytime you like. Call us at 888 and just let us know you're a nurse or let us know you're, the, you're married to a nurse or there's a nurse in your family. And we'll be happy to provide you full financial planning at no cost. Linda, thank you so much for calling. Thank you for that advice. You're really very welcome. Hey, last week on the program, changing subjects here. Do you, know, do you like that little segue? Last week on the program, we uh, talked about a friend of my brother's who was really worried about what's going on in the United States from a political, social perspective. He happens to be uh, a far-left liberal, um, but, you know, quite frankly, far-right uh, conservatives could also raise concerns. Anyway, 
he expressed his concerns of what's going on from a political perspective and said he wanted to go to cash because of political re- reasons. And we talked about that extensively on the program. You can download the podcast at rickedelman.com if you want to listen to that conversation. But I got this really fascinating email from Melissa. She's in Denver. And she said, Rick, I was listening to your podcast and that segment, and it reminded me of something Charles Dickens said. You brought up about how in a few months there are midterm elections and then elections two more years after that. Here's what Charles Dickens wrote during his 1842 voyage to the United States. Quote, quiet people avoid the question of the presidency, for there will be a new election in three years and a half and party feelings runs very high. The great constitutional feature of this institution being that directly the acrimony of the last election is over the acrimony of the next one begins. Melissa says, the more things change, and that's really true. So I really found this fascinating. Melissa, thank you for sharing it. The things we're worried about today, guess what? We've been worrying about this stuff for hundreds of years. You know, if you're trying to figure out the key answer to the one question that is dominant in the retirement planning issue is real simple. Do I have enough money to retire? Will I, in fact, be able to retire in comfort? We have a solution for you. We are now offering to provide you a free retirement review. So whether you're working on retiring or if you're already retired, we invite you to take advantage of this free retirement review. It's available at edelmanfinancial.com slash review. We'll go over your savings and investments. You'll have the opportunity to share any concerns you have about your situation and your goals. We will do an analysis and provide you with a document with projections showing how long your money will last. And it's available to you. Just go to edelmanfinancial.com slash review or call us at 888 plan Stay tuned to The Rick Edelman Show. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah. Oh. Sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Providing personal finance advice for over 25 years. This is The Rick Edelman Show. This is The Rick Edelman Show. Now, here's Rick Edelman. 
Welcome back to the program. I'm Rick Edelman. You're listening to The Rick Edelman Show. Thanks for hanging around this half hour. I want to talk about fire. Now, not the wildfires that are going on around the U.S. and now around the world. We've all heard of the horrors in Greece. No, I want to talk about home fires. I want to ask you this question. What's the risk of a fire occurring in your home? Well, it's a really all-too-common occurrence. I think we all know of someone in our community who has had this terrible experience. You know what a common cause of fires in the home is? Think what is a very common cause. You know what it is? It is your pet. Yeah, according to the National Fire Protection Association, they say pets start about a thousand fires every year in homes across America. The Texas Veterinary Medical Association offers these tips. One, remove or cover stove knobs. This is the number one piece of equipment involved in your pet starting a fire. I, I'm assuming they're talking about cats. I'm, I, I right? I mean, cats are climbing all over everything. They're walking around and, and they're walking, they hit the knob and they turn it and poof, the stove comes on. Probably freaks out the cat, but I can't imagine my dog doing that. Anyway, they say it's the number one piece of equipment involved in your pet starting a fire. So remove or cover the stove knobs. Extinguish open flames. Why anybody would leave the house with an open flame in the first place? You kind of deserve what happens to you. But hey, According to the Texas Veterinary Medical Association, dogs and cats have an innate curiosity for unfamiliar sights and smells. Pets examine lit candles, cooking appliances, and even fire and fireplaces. Don't leave pets unattended around open flames and be sure to extinguish flames before you leave the house. You might even consider flameless candles because wagging tails can knock over traditional candles. I mean, yeah, I get whiplash pretty regularly. Keep pets near entrances. This is a biggie. When you're away from home, keep your pets in areas near entrances in case firefighters have to rescue them. Make sure your pet's leash is nearby and make sure the pet is wearing a collar with an ID at all times. You might want to consider a microchip because they can't be lost like a collar. You should install smoke detectors that are connected to a monitoring station. And this is really important. Put a pet alert window sticker that states the number of pets that are inside the house so the firefighters know what they're looking for. So, yeah, it's a personal finance issue as well as protecting, you know, your favorite pet. Um, who would have thought that pets are the uh, arsonists of society today? Something else for us to be worried about, this one uh, perhaps a little bit more serious note. Uh, we are noting in our financial planning practice at Edelman Financial, we've been doing this for 32 years, lots of our clients have been with us for decades which we're very proud of and, and thrilled to be able to serve folks for so long and get to know them and, and their families so well. We're watching our clients age. Notice I'm watching my clients age. I'm not watching me age. Of course I'm watching my clients age. And, um, as people age, the likelihood of mental capacity diminishment occurs. Uh, one in 10 Americans at age 60 have dementia or Alzheimer's one in 10 by age 80 it's one in three. By age 90, it's one in two. So as our clients age, the risk increases of dementia. There's a study that has just been published. They have followed 30,000 people for more than a decade, and they think they have discovered one of the causes of 
dementia, people who suffered anxiety midlife. So think about that. Anxiety levels are apparently triggering some chemical in the body that is contributing to the uh, problems of the brain later in life. So here are 10 warning signs for you to consider about yourself, about perhaps your spouse, or perhaps your parents. 10 warning signs that could indicate that you or someone you love has Alzheimer's or dementia. One, memory loss that disrupts daily life. Forgetting recently learned information such as important dates or events or repeatedly asking for the same information. Two, challenges in planning or problem solving. For example, difficulty following a familiar recipe. Three, difficulty completing familiar tasks. Four, confusion with time or place. Five, trouble understanding visual images or spatial relationships. This could include trouble judging distances or determining color contrasts. Six, new problems with words in speaking or writing. Examples could be having trouble following a conversation or having trouble finding the right word for something or calling something by the wrong name. Seven, misplacing things. I'm talking about putting keys in the freezer and then being able to not being able to find them. Eight, decreased or poor judgment. Gifting money, for example, to somebody you would ordinarily not gift money to. This is something we are on a particularly watchful eye for for our clients. Nine, withdrawal from social activities, partly because you can't follow conversations or remember the names of the people you're with. And ten, changes in mood or personality. We Becoming easily upset, afraid, depressed, or fearful, even when in a familiar setting. If any of these sound familiar, you should go see your physician. I'm Rick Edelman. We are working hard to try to solve the problem with Alzheimer's. Uh, we've shared with you the news that Gene and I have offered to donate $25 million to the XPRIZE Foundation to attack and provide a solution for this deadly disease that uh, now affects nearly 6 million Americans, an average of 12 years from onset of symptom to death. There is currently no treatment. There is no diagnosis. There is no cure. There is no vaccine. And it is 100% fatal. And uh, we are working hard to try to deal with this issue uh, on behalf of all the Americans who are facing this terrible disease. If you would like to learn more about uh, Alzheimer's, we invite you to go to the Alzheimer's Association, which produces lots of terrific information about this disease and how you can help members of your family. I'm Rick Edelman. Uh, I, you know, it's hard to have a week go by here on the program without talking about Wells Fargo. Ah! Well, here's the latest news. They are now refunding tens of millions of dollars for products that they charged hundreds of thousands of customers to buy, ranging from pet insurance to legal services. These customers were paying for these fees without their full understanding, according to published reports. These are known as add-on products, and for years, Wells Fargo allegedly charged monthly fees for dozens of products that consumers didn't understand, didn't know how to use, and the Consumer Financial Protection Bureau is investigating the situation. Wells Fargo has also been ordered to pay $8.6 million to the former CEO of OfficeMax over the sales of Puerto Rico bonds. 
Sam Duncan, the CEO of OfficeMax, had a conservative risk profile, and Wells Fargo's own analysts said that those bonds were inappropriate for such people, but his Wells Fargo advisor bought the bonds for Duncan anyway. The bonds have plummeted in value, and both the broker and Wells Fargo are jointly liable for the money to reimburse the client. And one final thing on Wells Fargo. You know, they've been running this national ad campaign with the theme established 1852, reestablished 2018 in a desperate effort to say to everybody, hey, we've learned from our mistakes. Well, have you seen this ad campaign? Go look at this week's New York Times. I wish this was a TV show sometimes because I would love to show you this photograph. This is the front section of the New York Times, pages four and five. And it's real simple. I want you to show me identify the Wells Fargo ad. Pages four and five of the New York Times, you identify the Wells Fargo ad. Guess what? It's right there in the middle of page five in color. The rest of the page is pretty much black and white with a big Wells Fargo logo and the whole big reaffirming our commitment to the communities, all that nonsense. Guess what? That is not just the Wells Fargo ad. The entire page five is the Wells Fargo ad. They have a series of news articles, I'll put that in quote, that are actually advertising for Wells Fargo that they make to look like editorial content of the New York Times. Their ads, which they're claiming to say they're going to stop deceiving consumers, are themselves deceiving. Do these guys not get it? When are the regulators going to just shut these guys down? In the meantime, you get to vote with your feet and move your money to another institution. I'm Rick Edelman. So the story goes. Stay tuned for more here on The Rick Edelman Show. Triple H, Plan Rick, online at ricedelman.com. More with the publisher of the newsletter, Inside Personal Finance, coming up on The Rick Edelman Show. I'm Rick Edelman. You're listening to The Rick Edelman Show. I want to ask you a question. Could it be possible that your emotions might be getting in the way of your ability to make good investment decisions? I want to invite you to learn how to take control of your money by coming to our new seminar, Mind Over Money. In Mind Over Money, you'll learn how our brains are actually designed to trick us into making bad financial decisions, decisions that could wind up costing you money. You'll learn the science behind your emotions. Register online at ricedelman.com. And hey, here's a little secret. If you happen to know someone who's a client of Edelman Financial, tell them you want to come to the seminar because our clients and their guests always get to come for free to our seminars. So, hey, there's a little mm -mm, saving you 15, 25 bucks right there, huh? Not so bad. You see, listening to the show makes you money all the time. You know, we've offered you a new way for you to ask your question of me. Uh, your smartphone has the ability for you to make an audio recording. I know you like to take pictures, you know, video recordings, but um, you can do an audio too. And then you just email me your audio clip. Send it to askrick at rickedelman.com. And that's what Howard did. So here's his audio. This is Howard calling from Livonia, Michigan. And my question to you, Rick, is as follows. A few weeks ago, you talked about politics affecting investment decisions. 
You didn't speak about the politics that do affect investments, including the Trump tariffs, the incredible debt that our political system is putting our country in, and the high evaluation of our stock market. Can you please address the political risks that do affect investments and speak to the fear that money in the market is at a high risk right now and equity holdings should be reduced? Thank you. Howard, thank you so much for your uh, audio submission. And I will definitely speak to the fear that stock prices are too high. But I reject the premise that the political risks you've identified are, in fact, economic concerns. And it's not even me who's going to say this. I'm going to refer to this week's New York Times. On Tuesday, page one, they had an article addressing the exact thing. I mean, you could have written that article. The article was called... U.S. businesses are bullish amid worldwide instability. And I'm going to read excerpts from this article. Here's what they said. Potential perils are in plain sight. An intense and unpredictable tariff battle, the federal deficit, credit card debt, and the wave that has lifted every world economy at the year's start has now dissipated. So what? The New York Times says. They note that the risks have done little to puncture what they call the exuberant optimism that is encouraging American businesses to increase hiring and invest in new research and development and factories and so on. The economy posted rapid growth in the second quarter with record low jobless rates. Nine out of 10 companies in the S&P 500 have made more money than analysts predicted. The National Federation of Independent Business, their optimism index is in the 99th percentile. It's never been that high. It's virtually at a perfect state. Business leaders are shrugging off troubling developments like a nasty trade war, labor shortages fueled by restrictive immigration policies, and problems with America's overseas alliances. Business leaders are shrugging all of this off. Why? Because corporate profits are 50% above the historical average, and foreign investment in the U.S. is continuing. And oh, by the way, the Times notes, among Republicans, Donald Trump's approval rating is near 90%. The Wall Street Journal says that nationwide, overall, it's about 45%. Among Republicans, it's near 90 So when you say, how can the stock market be performing so well in the midst of all this, the stock market doesn't care. Now, I'm not saying that that's the right attitude of the stock market. I'm not saying that this is correct. I'm just saying this is the way it is. And you've noticed this. When President Trump went and had his summit with uh, Putin uh, uh, in uh, Helsinki, and you saw all the headlines screaming from both parties about the president's performance, did you notice what the stock market did that week? It went up. When we now have the president increasing the tariffs, did you notice what the stock market did this past week? It went up. The stock market doesn't care. Now, that, you can argue, is a pretty sad commentary that the stock market seems to only care about profits. But at the end of the day, that's what investing is all about. Is the investment I've made making money or losing money? If it's making money, I'm happy. And that has nothing to do with social issues, political issues, environmental issues, historical issues, foreign issues. It's, are we making money? 
And are we expecting to be continuing to make money? And that's the attitude of the market. It's it's counterintuitive. It's a conundrum. It's very easy to say as a head scratcher, how can they not be paying attention to all of this? But they're not. So you need to keep that in mind with your investment analysis. And that was the point I made, or at least that I tried to make last week in my commentary. I didn't specifically mention the tariffs, which is the point that Howard is raising, because the tariffs aren't relevant, at least not yet, from an economic investment management perspective. It's, these are strange times. It's really that simple. And because of that, it's really important that we don't make the wrong decision for the wrong reason. In other words, a rational human being may say, because of all of the issues that we're dealing with, logically, I should alter my investment strategy. Well, guess what? Logic's got nothing to do with it. And your analysis is not necessarily accurate. And therefore, the changes you're contemplating to make with your investment portfolio might be the wrong ones at the wrong time. For example, if you're worried that stock prices are too high, which was one of the premises that Howard raised in his audio, if you believe that stock prices are too high, you might be tempted to say, I'm therefore fearful prices will fall. And to protect myself against that, I'm going to move my money into bonds. I'm going to move my money into gold. Because historically, those were the safe havens that people ran to during periods of market fear. Well, guess what? Bonds and gold have not been delivering for investors. Gold is down 10% since its January highs of this year. It's down over 2% this month alone. Gold is now at its lowest level in more than a year. So people who are saying, I'm going to run to the safe haven of gold, all they did was jump out of the frying pan into the fire. They haven't solved anything at all for themselves. And what about bonds? Well, I want to share with you a letter written by uh, a bank a small community bank, I'm not going to mention its name because it's not relevant to this conversation, but what they wrote in their, to, in their letter to shareholders was, I thought, astonishing and very revealing. Here's what they wrote. In the first six months of the year, the bank earned $2.7 million compared to $1.4 million in the first six months of last year. The return on equity was up 13% compared to 8% last year. Net income rose 27%. Despite this, the book value nevertheless declined, mostly because of a decline in the market value of the bank's bond portfolio. Do you see that? Do you grab that? Does that resonate? Interest rates are rising, and as interest rates rise, bond values fall. And this bank, which has otherwise been doing a great job, nevertheless found its book value down because its bond portfolio went down. Banks are conservative, cautious investors. They have their money in bonds, not stocks, and they didn't do them any good. So you have to ask yourself that question. Are you putting your money into bonds because you're fearful of stocks? Might you be jumping into the fire in a desperate effort to leave the frying pan? And might that be not in your best interest? Let us help you figure it out. Call us at 888 plan Rick. Let us look at your portfolio. Let us do an evaluation of your overall personal finances and see if what you're doing and if what you're contemplating of doing is, in fact, what you should be doing. We'll do it for you like we've done it for thousands of folks just like you. 888 plan Rick. 
That's 888-752-6742. More of your calls when we come back. nation's largest independent investment advisory firms coming up on the rick edelman show lucky land casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky lucky in line at the deli i guess aha in my dentist's office more than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Welcome back to The Rick Edelman Show. You're listening to The Truth About Money. We've often talked with you about the latest and greatest in the field of exponential technologies, how life is going to change in virtually every way imaginable. It really already is. It's hard to remember that smartphones are only about 12 years old. Can you remember life without one? It's really astonishing. Well, you ain't seen nothing yet. We now have a solar-powered robot that can destroy weeds without hurting the surrounding produce. It applies microdoses of herbicide with two robotic arms, using 20 times less herbicide than traditional methods. It uses photo libraries and two sets of cameras to distinguish weeds from crops, and the robot gets smarter and more accurate the more that it operates. In other robotic news, engineers at uh, UC San Diego have developed ultrasound-powered nanorobots that swim through your blood. Well, you say we try that one again, huh? <laughs> yeah, they swim through your blood, removing harmful bacteria. How big are they? One thousandth of a millimeter in size. These things could be a life-saving alternative to broad-spectrum antibiotics. Just imagine your own army of microscopic submarines ridding your blood vessels of pathogens before they pose a real threat. Wasn't there a movie like that? What was the name of that movie? Fantastic Voyage? Off on a fantastic voyage, actually entering inside the human body, exploring an unknown universe, unknown dangers. With Raquel Welsh and Stephen Boyd, one of my favorite movies from the 60s. It looks like that's going to be coming real, although they're not talking about shrinking people into the thing, but still. The president of Citibank says that within five years... Robots are going to replace as many as 10,000 employees at the bank. He said the areas most likely for automation were in technology and operations, where 40% of the bank's employees work. The World Economic Forum says automation is going to kill 5 million jobs by 2020. That's two years. 
on a worldwide basis. You've got to ask yourself if your job might be threatened. By the way, we've got a new supercomputer record. The Department of Energy now has the most powerful supercomputer on the planet. It is 60% faster than the old record holder. It produces 200 quadrillion calculations per second. That's about a million times faster than your laptop. <laughs> the computer's also a lot bigger than your laptop. It's uh, the size of two tennis courts and weighs more than a 747. So uh, they'll, get it, they'll get it smaller, and when they do, your laptop will be that fast uh, pretty soon. Uh, more computer news. Stanford University and uh, Google have created a technology that can track time down to 100 billionths of a second. They plan to synchronize a giant network of computers with nanosecond precision. Guess who wants that? Stock exchanges. Because millions of orders come in every second, and high-speed trading firms are needing to know who placed their order first, because who gets there first gets their trade done first. By the way, a billionth of a second is roughly the time it takes for light to travel 12 inches. So, you want to learn more about this? Go to the Edelman Financial YouTube channel. Yeah, go to edelmanfinancial.com slash TV. Look for the red button. It'll take you to the YouTube channel. My entire book, The Truth About Your Future, is online. The videos are 21 chapters. The videos are 10 minutes, 15 minutes apiece, like TED Talks. And they'll cover all the subjects of exponential technologies and what it means for your personal finances. Go look at all of it. It's all free. It's on YouTube. And I think you'll really be amazed, impressed, and start to think about what it means for you. You're listening to The Rick Edelman Show. Let's head out to Bethesda, Maryland. Jen is with us on the show. Hi, Jen. How are you? Hi. I'm doing great. It's a pleasure to speak to you. Well, thank you. How can I help? Well, I have a question. Um, this involves my mother-in-law. Um, why would a major mutual fund advisor, this actually happened, sell my mother in law, um, she's 83 years old, an annuity, no. and she does not have cash flow needs, but that's how they justified it. And the second part of that question is, doesn't the um, the advisor need to be serve as a um, fiduciary since she's a CFP? Well, you know, this is this is annoying to hear. Um, I share your question. Uh, why would an advisor? sell an annuity to an 83-year-old who doesn't need current income. Uh, so I don't know what the rationale or justification was for the advisor. Uh, CFPs, Certified Financial Planners, do have a code of ethics that they must adhere to. However, there is no legal obligation for them to do so. In other words, the regulatory authorities, FINRA and the SEC and the state insurance commissions, do not have such a mandate unless that CFP happens to be registered as an investment advisor, meaning an RIA, with the SEC or the states. In that case, the CFP would have that legal obligation. And uh, other than that, no, they don't have to do that. Now, the CFP board might raise an eyebrow, and you might want to contact the CFP board to see if the CFP has violated their obligations under the CFP code of conduct, in which case the board may take action, such as stripping 
the CFP of their designation. Um, but that's about all. That's about the extent to which the CFP board can act. Uh, the bottom line is this: uh, it's hard pressed, just on the mere face of your conversation with me here, the, the few facts you've provided me. I'm hard pressed to justify why an 83-year-old would be placed into annuity, especially when you consider that many annuity products, and we need to look at the one this advisor provided, whether or not there is a long surrender charge associated with it, meaning that liquidations within a 10-year period could be subject to significant fees. If that's true, it raises even further the questions of this. Um, Now, on the other hand, um, perhaps the CFP chose a product that offers very strong guarantees without liquidity restrictions. And if that's true, well, then maybe you could argue, gee, maybe it ain't so bad. Um, so I'd want to look at the details of the annuity contract, but on the face of it, uh, it's hard-pressed to tell, uh, to explain or rationalize or justify why an 83-year-old is an appropriate candidate for an annuity product. By definition, annuities are long-term investment vehicles. They are designed to provide lifetime income uh, and so people use them as retirement savings vehicles. Well, your mom at age 83, she's already there. And if she doesn't need immediate income from the investment, then why use it? So I, I share your concern. How long ago did this occur, Jen? This occurred um, approximately a little over a year ago, maybe closer to two years ago. Okay. Um, and it was locked in for three years at an, a specific interest rate. Okay. Um, The reason I asked is that annuity contracts under state law have a 30-day free look period, meaning if you buy it and then change your mind within 30 days, they'll give you your money back, no penalties, no must, no fuss. Um, But with that has expired. So the only recourse you have now, if you feel that this investment is not in your mom's best interest, or in fact, more importantly, if you feel your mom has been harmed, you can contact the advisor. You can contact the advisor's boss, uh, the advisor's firm, the compliance department at the organization where the advisor works. You can contact the state insurance commission. You can contact FINRA. And you can contact the SEC, all of the above, to seek redress. I would start with the advisor. Uh, And if you don't get satisfaction, then go to the advisor's compliance department. And state very clearly in writing, don't do this merely in a phone call, but state in writing the facts of the case, what happened, and specifically what you want done about it. And a date by which you want them to act. Okay. And telling and telling them finally what will what you will do if they miss that deadline. In other words, say, "Hey, my mom did this. Here's what I want you to do. Here's when I want you to do it. And here's what I'm going to do if you don't do it by that date." And then when they blow that deadline, you act on your threat, which is to contact state and federal securities regulators. So give, in other words, give the firm chance to deal with it and redress it to your satisfaction. Failing that, you have to make good on your threat. Can I do that without her permission, or do I need? No, my you have permission? no legal standing here. Okay. Your mother has to be the one who signs to this paperwork, it. unless she has granted you her power of attorney. Okay. So if you, if your mother has allowed you to act as her attorney, in fact, then you can do it on her behalf. Failing that, she's the one who has to sign this piece of paper. She's the one who has to file the complaint with the regulators. Okay. Very good. I really appreciate that. I'm glad you called and raised this. And on a related note, just this week, uh, two, three days ago, the National Association of Insurance Commissioners announced that they are releasing a new 
model uh, regulation governing the uh, sales and marketing of annuity products. And they said in their announcement that they are not going to impose the fiduciary standard on advisors. Um, which I find shocking and astonishing that they are not going to insist that insurance agents and financial advisors act in their clients' best interest. So this perpetuates the problem, Jen, that your mom has experienced. So uh, be diligent, be thoughtful, be proactive. I'm glad you're looking out for your mother-in-law, and I hope it all works out well. Keep me posted, okay? Well, thank you very much. I appreciate it. You're very welcome. Thank you so much for calling. I'm Rick Edelman. This is The Truth About Money. Stay with us. Triple H Plan Rec online at ricedelman.com. More with the host of the PBS TV series, The Truth About Money, coming up on The Rick Edelman Show. Welcome back to the Rick Edelman Show. It's the truth about money, and yeah, I, everybody loves the segments that I do on exponential technologies. It's just hard to get your head around all the incredible changes that are coming from technological breakthroughs. So here are some more for you. Researchers at Cornell University, they now predict when online conversations will result in personal attacks. So they can improve the personal safety of, of folks when this gets deployed. Uh, let's shift over to the field of medicine. Scientists at the University of Pennsylvania and Thomas Jefferson University have developed a brain implant that noticeably boosted memory in its first test. The device works like a pacemaker. It sends electrical pulses to help the brain when it's struggling to store new information. The device improved word recall by 15%. That's roughly the amount that Alzheimer's patients lose over two and a half years. Wow. How about researchers at the University of Texas Southwestern Medical Center and NYU? They used CRISPR technology, which is gene editing technology, to correct genetic mutations that cause a form of muscular dystrophy. Meanwhile, researchers at Queen's Mary University in London have created a material that mimics dental enamel and possibly bone which means people who have suffered tooth loss or problems with osteoporosis, they may have a solution here for you. Chinese scientists have created a DNA nanobot that can target cancer cells in the bloodstream and deliver drugs that kill the tumor. Researchers at Newcastle University have created the first 3D-printed cornea. An ophthalmologist in Jerusalem has developed nanodrops that could eliminate prescription glasses. He's done this successfully with pigs, and human trials are expected later this year. Wow. Fixing the vision of everyone around the world with drops that you put into your eye. Let's shift over to nanotechnology. A Hong Kong jeweler has developed a type of porcelain that's five times harder than steel. In the environmental world, a Norwegian billionaire has contracted to build the world's largest yacht. It's almost 600 feet long. All right, why am I talking about billionaires and their yachts in the world of exponential technologies? Because this yacht is going to scoop up plastic from the world's oceans, five tons of it per day. It will give, uh, on the boat, scientists will have laboratory space, sea and air drones, 
helipads, an autonomous underwater vehicle, all in an effort to facilitate exploring undiscovered regions of the world's oceans. That sounds pretty cool, doesn't it? How about the food you're eating? Mosa Meat in the Netherlands. They just got nearly $9 million in funding. What do they do? They make meat by isolating cells from cows and chickens that can renew themselves. They put these cells into bioreactor tanks similar to fermenters. The cells get oxygen and nutrients, and they grow into muscle that can be harvested within weeks. And that tissue can then be formed into meatballs or chicken strips. The process requires a fraction of the resources that are used in traditional livestock and poultry production. Some say this is going to replace significant portions of the meat industry. It's billed as a way to provide beef, pork, and chicken to an expanding and more affluent world population because the current agricultural system can't keep up with worldwide demand. Nobody, by the way, just to relax you, nobody's selling these products yet, but Major U.S. meat processors like Tyson Foods are interested in the technology. Bon appetit! Oh, my baby! Well, let's not just sit here with our tummies rumbling. Everybody dig in. Don't mind if I do, Lillian. Cattle ranchers and hog farmers, of course, they're objecting to this being called meat. By the way, Mosa created the world's first lab-grown hamburger back in 2013. It cost them $300,000 to develop it but they now say their products will be in restaurants within three years at 10 bucks a burger. It's kind of tasty and it's very light. Well, I'm glad to hear it's light and it won't hurt nobody when you throw it out the window. <laughs> eat it. Go out in the kitchen, will you? Get me something I can eat. Okay, do you want me to keep going? Because, you know, uh, I hope you're not ready to have lunch or dinner because, you know, anyway. There's a research team in Finland that has produced nutritious single-cell proteins powered by renewable energy. It requires electricity, water, carbon dioxide, and microbes. They say the system can be deployed in deserts and other environments where you can't normally grow food. Scientists at the University of Manchester have created a sieve made of graphene that can filter salt from seawater, giving millions of people access to clean drinking water for the first time. And how about Domino's? They have an app that tracks the exact location of your pizza on the way to your door. You can now order food via Twitter. Domino says 60% of its business is coming through digital channels and automated delivery is next. So don't even think about tipping the bot when the pizza shows up at your door. Let me mention this as well. This coming from the Bureau of Labor Statistics, their first look at non-traditional work since 2005. They now say, the BLS says, 10% of American workers were employed outside of a traditional employment relationship. A poll by NPR found that one in five jobs in the U.S. is held by a worker under contract. Contractors, freelancers, they could make up half the American workforce by 2030. Think about this. You know, the, your babysitter, the person mowing your lawn, these are freelancers, right? These, this is the gig economy. People who do a short-term job and move on to the next gig, half of these workers don't get any benefits. Do you give your babysitter sick leave? Do you give them unemployment insurance? Do you give them paid vacation? I don't think so. People who make a living in the gig economy as freelancers and contractors, they don't have the same economic rewards as salaried employees. And with robotics rapidly 
improving to the point where they're going to take over the jobs of millions of people, you've got to ask yourself, what might employment be like for you in the future? Will you have enough money to support yourself in retirement if you suddenly find yourself out of work? Here's one way you can find out. I want to invite you to get a free retirement review. It's available to you from my colleagues and I here at Edelman Financial. You know, whether you're already in retirement, whether retirement is fast approaching, maybe you're worried that retirement is going to hit you on a forced basis because of job layoffs, partly due to automation that renders obsolete your occupation, whatever. The simple question is, if you are no longer enjoying a W-2, will you have enough money to sustain your lifestyle for as long as you're expecting to live? We want to help you figure it out. It's our free retirement review. We will look at your savings and calculate for you how much income you can expect to see to receive throughout your retirement. We'll talk about any issues or challenges that might prevent you from achieving the retirement you want. If you're already retired, we'll review your savings and withdrawal strategies. So we invite you to find out. Don't guess. Don't be uncertain. Know for sure whether or not your savings and investments can be expected to produce the income you need for retirement. How does it work? Real simple. You just go to our website, go to edelmanfinancial.com slash review. You sign up right there. Real simple. You can also do it over the phone at 888-PLAN-RIC. You'll meet with one of my colleagues at Edelman Financial. We'll review your savings and investments. You'll be able to share any concerns you might have about your situation and your goals. We will give you a document complete with projections showing you how long your money will last. So I invite you to see if you're able to retire, to see if you're not going to outlast your money. Come in and get your free retirement review. It's at edelmanfinancial.com slash review or by calling 888-PLAN-RIC. I'm Rick Edelman. Thanks so much for joining me on the program today. Had a fabulous time with you. Remember, if you love the show, tell a friend. If you hate the show, tell an enemy. And I'll see you next week. Money every weekend on the Rick Edelman Show. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.